0: why degrees are losing value right the the qualification inflation if you go to a concert right and you're all sat down let's say you're kind of towards the back you don't have a very good view so you choose to stand up now you have a great view of the person on the stage right but now the people around you have to stand up as well so they can see and then everybody ends up standing up and nobody has a better view than they originally did hello and welcome to experience points the show about business health and happiness my name is ted fox and joining me is john taylor hello (laughs) this is Ted and John from the future speaking. Um, We recorded this conversation uh, like a a week ago. Uh, It's about university and trying to answer the question, should you go to university? And we decided to split it into two parts and so we're here to tell you that. And also we want to give some quick context to this discussion, uh, which is that I did not go to university. Um, We both did A-levels, I then was working part time in my last year of my A-levels and then Uh, started working full-time in that job and have kind of gone on since there, just been working full-time since then. Where is John?
1: I went to Durham University to study, or to read, as they call it, economics, um, and I've just graduated this summer. We thought it would be a really cool discussion um, to have around university and other options because often around 17, 18 at school, everyone pushes you through the university vent, and not many people... Um, raise the issue of alternatives. So we want to highlight that and actually talk through our decision-making and what helped us to make our decisions. Mm -hmm.
0: And what we've learned since then.
1: Yeah. A bit older, a bit wiser, (laughs) a bit more (laughs) grey.
0: Just a little bit, yeah. Okay, um, back to the show.
1: Isn't the purpose of education to increase our productivity as a nation? So actually education can then... It then says okay, if you do go to university and you get a grad scheme, you can go in at a higher level because you, you are more capable.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, that's
1: the post-education.
0: So it acts as a filter yeah. on society. That's, that's the point of it. The problem is that over time, you get a qualification inflation yeah. where more and more people start doing these higher-level qualifications because they want to show to it potential employers that they're more suitable. And what that does is it just devalues the qualification. Yeah. And that's what's happening with degrees now, where we're left in a place where a lot of people go into university. Now, 18-year-olds, it's like about 40% go into university. Yeah, UCAS says that 42% of English young people enter higher education by the age of 19. Higher education is level four and above, so A-levels are level three. Yeah. So that's a lot of people. Uh, then again, like, that's obviously not all university
1: students. Is this just an issue in England? Or is it, could you then say in China?
0: Oh, well, no, less so in someone like China, but more so in someone like America, mm. where I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I imagine even more people go to college there. Yeah. It's just like, you just go to college. Like, no so it's a sad thing to do. It's not even a question of, you know, did you go to college? It's, what did you major? Like, what did you, you then, major in?
1: So are you saying they should
0: reduce the... Degrees offered. Now we're at a point where if you have like 35% of people with degrees in your population, then it stops being a useful tool by which employers can discriminate in terms of, you know, who, who, who is useful and who is not.
1: Okay, what about your classifications in your degree and where you went? That still matters, I think. First, not, two, one, two, two. Not a
0: huge amount. What you study matters, but in terms of uh, where you go and... What, what classification is that yeah. like what grade yeah 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 it, there's not as much variance in terms of that stuff jack and uh, i think an employer wouldn't it,
1: would would see that as a filter
0: yeah sure but but it, it doesn't work as well as just do you have a degree or do you not no, have a yeah, degree yeah, yeah. that's yeah. like where the cutoff point is
1: that's like a binary isn't it
0: yeah exactly and you can see you know that the value of your degree is not the stuff you've learned on the degree because the increase in terms of your average wage for somebody who has a degree versus somebody who's just got A-level, say, is there's obviously a big jump. I don't know the number. But that there's not a linear progression from you've done no years of university or you've done one and then dropped out or two and then dropped out or three and then dropped out or four and you've got your degree. If you were learning stuff in your degree, you'd expect a linear progression, right? Yeah. But there isn't one. There's, it, there's just a jump once you get the qualification.
1: All it says when you've got the qualification, you have the ability to utilise your skills and transfer them. I think that's what a degree does.
0: Well, there's, there's three things that you, that you demonstrate in education. One is your intelligence, obviously. That mm-hmm. doesn't really need explaining. Two is your work ethic. So you work harder, you're going to get better grades, right? Do more study.
1: Yeah.
0: And the third is your ability to conform to the norms that society requires you to do, like to, i.e. the constriction of sitting in a chair for eight hours a day doing something that you don't like. Okay.
1: Do you mean like jump through hoops? Kind of learn what the mark
0: well, schemes... Well, more so... No, no, no. I mean more so that in your job, you're probably not going to enjoy it. Most people probably don't enjoy their work. Okay. And some people in education will be like, this sucks, I don't enjoy it, I'm never going to use this in, in later life, and so I can't be bothered. And they just mess around, or they get kicked out of school, right? and they get in detention. And that's not necessarily because they're not intelligent. Or not even because they're hardworking, but it's because they, they don't like
1: that constriction, I suppose. For me, there's two types of people. There's uh, the naturally very, very intelligent people. And I found that more when I went to a good uni. There's some people who don't need to work hard and still will be at the top of the class, no matter how good they are. Sure. Just because I've got an eidetic memory or they're super intelligent. Mm-hmm. And there's the people who are pretty intelligent, but they work hard. Like There's different combinations of that. Well, yeah, of course, that's why university is testing uh, both things.
0: Because in the real world, you need all three things to survive, right? To do well at your job, you don't just need to
1: be super bright. You need to work hard as well. But I don't think university does. I know people who haven't worked hard. Well,
0: well, you also know people that had to work hard because yeah, yeah, they weren't intelligent yeah. enough. Well, that's what I mean. So it's it's testing both. It's testing a balance. Yeah. So if you're better at one, then you don't need to
1: do as well in the other. But it's like the yeah. sum total of the
0: two, right? That gets you there.
1: Yeah, but I, d- I didn't realise that, that part of that sum could be zero. Part of that comp- component could be very little. Well, you you went to one of the best universities in the country mm. with a,
0: some very, very smart people. So these are like, this is not representative of many people no, in the population. No, I guess not, yeah. yeah. There's always going to be a, a, exceptions like that, exceptional yeah. people. Yeah, you don't
1: you don't want to base a rule around the exceptions.
0: No. <laughs> Nor around anecdotal evidence, which is going to be provided amply by us. <laughs> um <laughs> So, I, I suppose the thing is, we kind of agree that school isn't about learning, right?
1: Secondary school isn't about learning, I would say.
0: No, yeah. Primary more so, is. Because it's like, if you, if you were to draw a graph in the y axis, like knowledge gained through education, right? Yeah. As a function of time, mm-hmm. it would take like a logarithmic form, where in the beginning there would be a steep rise in terms of the skills that you've learned. And as time goes on, it kind of levels out to so you're learning nothing of, of value.
1: Yeah, for viewers who don't know what Lunex Log- looks like. Uh, yeah. It's like a, a big steady rise in a hill and then it kind of plateaus.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so you learn a lot in the beginning and then, you, then it's like incremental gains. Yeah. And at that point, I would say, when you get to the age of like 16, at which you can leave education, you're going to learn more applicable skills for your future career by leaving, basically, you know. Now, of course, depending on what you want your career to be, you might have to stay in education, right? Because at 16, if you want to be a chippy, then don't go to university. You can go and learn carpentry, right? Yeah. And the skills that you're going to learn in your carpentry apprenticeship are much more valuable than
1: the skills that you'd learn doing A-levels, right? But then again, you know, some things you need a degree. But I th- yeah, the issue with that logic is a lot of people at 16 and a lot of people at 21 don't know what they want to do. No, no, exactly.
0: So, so how so- do we combat that? Well, you can't really combat that. There's nothing you could do about that because if you've just been in education your whole life, there's no way you can possibly know what you want to do outside of it. There's no way you can have the information that you're going to need to make that decision. Do of you course, not, some do you people not think. do. No.
1: Do you not? I, I think if you, that's where a degree is good because say I'm interested in topics, say I'm interested in use my example, economics, actually studying it for three years at such a detail, I can then realise, do I want to do something related to this? Like, do I find this still interesting? Yeah, but that's a massive, to commit three years of your life and
0: a large amount of money into something where you're like, oh, I kind of like this, I'm going to see what it's like, and afterwards I might not be interested in it, I might find it boring. Yeah, but the good thing I... I don't think you can justify that kind of gamble, and ultimately you can go into the real world of working and also find out, I enjoy this, I don't enjoy this. Mm. As you know, I have done.
1: Yeah, But I think the good thing, university keeps your doors open. I know so many grad schemes where people either doing finance or they're doing HR or whatever. It doesn't matter what degree you come, come out with. What do you mean? So I know so many people who... You're studied, saying it doesn't matter what you've studied as long as you've studied. An academic one, yeah. I know so many people mm. who've ended up in finance, big investment banking and studied history. Sure. But
0: that's like... Um, that's fruit connections, right? If you go to a, if you go not to always, re- really?
1: Yeah, people that have just it.
0: applied for these positions. Yeah, yeah,
1: it doesn't matter. I got really mm. frustrated because I was like, how have these people got these big finance jobs when I was applying for them, and they don't even study a related topic? Mm. And it's because they do their, These grad schemes do their own testing, and it's not like okay. what you know. And it's how do you think? Mm.
0: Interesting, interesting. So, like again, going into. Something like investment banking is a bit atypical. Yeah. Um, I would say with, with most people, what you've got to consider is basically the better your grades are, the less you need to consider, is what I'm going to study at university going to, is this going to be something that I'll pursue in my career later yeah. in life? Because the better your grades are, the more opportunities you're going to get to go down whatever kind of path. Yeah. If, you're, if your grades are lower, you should try and target your degree more towards a career afterwards. And of course, it was a hard decision to make, but ultimately, the gamble is much bigger. If you've got low grades and you're going to university, that's a much bigger gamble than somebody who's got high grades and is
1: going to university. Would, would, what would, you, would you class this as a low or high grade if I came out, say, ADE. You got an A in something.
0: That's what like, I mean. You, well, you can do that. Yeah, that's what right? I'm saying. Like yeah. Well, no, that, but you're great at that subject. Yeah. So, so. That's where A level is slightly. Well, for, in fact, that's, that's pretty much what I got. I got A, C, D, mm. right? That's not great. But I got an A in maths and I'd be fine doing stuff in maths related to university, right? Because I can clearly do that. Yeah. But I wouldn't go to university and do psychology because I wasn't very good at it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, if, if you're, if you're very specialized in a certain area
1: and you're passionate about a certain thing, then yeah, totally do it. I think big thing passion more than anything for university, because what you realise in a degree is you're spending so much time doing so much research. If you're not passionate about your subject, if you don't enjoy it, mm-hmm. you might be great at it. But if you don't enjoy it, then actually you'll struggle.
0: Yeah, it's really hard, and and that's something I realised in A levels. Like GCSEs, I did pretty well. I'm sort of like an A student, mm-hmm. A great student, and that's pretty good across the board. And then for my A levels, I just picked stuff that I thought would be good a-levels yeah. to, to do things like maths and biology and things. They, but it wasn't stuff enjoyed. that I enjoyed. And then at that point it was like, well, now we're studying this in more depth and more detail and spending more time on it. And actually I have no interest in this subject. And that made studying it really hard. But did so someone the, not the same would apply to university. Did someone not tell you that? Um did you know no, that? No, I guess not. Well, I thought
1: no matter what I do, I'll get a good grade. But that that wasn't the case. <laughs> it's a big step there's a bigger step from GCSE to A-level than there is A-level degree. I'll tell you that right now. I'm really surprised. The biggest step from A-level to degree is actually A-level they still spoon-feed you. Degree, it's all on <laughs> you. Yeah, sure. Degree,
0: it's just up to you. Hmm. And I guess in some ways, focusing on one subject whilst you're doing it in more detail, so it's obviously more complicated, at least you're being f-
1: focused in, your brain is trained in on that one thing. That's all you've got to think yeah. about. Yeah, and if you did a degree, if you do a degree, it's often broken down in modules. And even though those modules are not often the same thing, mm. they link, mm. they provide a bigger picture. So you might not study in this one module, but the other module will help with that, which is not the same available. Your study of anatomy and biology <laughs> will not help your Roman history knowledge in history.
0: No, exactly.
1: I, th- I think university is really good for social skills. I think work is better.
0: Do you? hmm
1: You don't Absolutely. talk to
0: anyone at work, though? Well, not in my current role. No. But that's more just to do with the type of work that I'm doing. It's okay. much more independent. My first job, when I worked in the supermarket, I spent all day talking to my teammates, because it was quite a collaborative yeah. job, and talking to customers.
1: But people could, and you could have, from your A-levels, gone straight into the role you're doing now. You didn't have to sure. do your... No, that's, that's very true. So if you're doing what you did, and it's in people, and it's like, great. But not everyone does that, do they?
0: Well, I would say that everybody should do a customer service related job at some point in their life. If that's pulling pints behind the bar, you know, part time, washed it at school, like great. But I, I think for that's me, I es- did. for me especially, yeah, exactly. That's fine. And a lot of people do like yeah. waiting and stuff like that. And I think, like, you really should do that because one, at that age when you're like seventeen, it's just you'll get you're getting an experience of what the real world is like, like a little taste, mm-hmm. and also. I'm gonna be personal here, but I, when I was in school, I was super shy. I was like socially awkward and anxious and really? quiet. Yeah, I know. Any, no, anyone, anyone listening, ne- who knows me. That's like, news to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was a really shy person, quiet person. I had no social skills at yeah. all. And, and when I went and got my job as, as a butcher, like my social skills developed massively. And I'm a completely different person to the one that I was because when I was that. in school. 100% Really? Of it, was, it was partly that and also at the same time when I first did my A-levels I didn't do very well and I, I retook a couple of them at a college afterwards so I moved to a different sixth form college and so that experience coupled with getting a job for the first time in that year I definitely developed massively in that
1: But way. I think also it was people around you uh, I think say example me I pushed you in that area and developed mm-hmm. you more in that area that you might not have realised, but actually, I've known you for a long time, and actually, when we finished at sick Form, you are a different person to when I first met you. And mm. I would like to think I had a big influence and other people <laughs> did. I'm trying to cre- sure. take credit here. <laughs> um, you're right. Things like taking you to a youth club, like meeting those people, or we did football together, or even sure. in schools. And- sure, but, uh, I,
0: in fact, I met someone recently that I first met at youth club years ago. I haven't seen them since. And they commented to me, they, they said, like, you're completely different. You're always so quiet. Like, you're like a completely different person. And I think they're quite right.
1: But also, is that age as well?
0: Um, it is, yeah. There's, there's a lot of factors, but I think going out and getting that job was the biggest one. Especially talking to strangers. It's very different. A lot of people are quiet around strangers, poor social skills with people they don't know, but they're more outgoing with people they do know because they're comfortable in that setting. And it's becoming, it's pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and expanding your comfort zone so that you can go out to someone you've never met before and be like, hi, hello, how are you? And, and engage in a conversation. And that was something I definitely couldn't do until that point.
1: I noticed more of a change in you when you went to Glasgow than when you did Sainsbury's. Well, that happened at the same time. I guess so, yeah. Literally the exact same time. Yeah. Oh, say maybe full-time than Sainsbury's. Yeah, but at that point, I'd already
0: had that experience.
1: So that for you was more down to Sainsbury's than it was Mm Glasgow. Mm-hmm. But
0: again, it was both at the same time. But I think talking to strangers and engaging with people that you don't know is, in a way, maybe a more valuable social skill because... That's like interview skill, is being that able not, to talk to people. And that's what I got from doing a job.
1: Is that not what you do in university?
0: Uh, no, I, I don't think it's the same. Not, not as having to, because you're talking, hmm, you're talking to people that you have a reason to talk to. And also, you, you get to know the same people in your first year, and that's like, and that's it. And then you've pretty much, you you're just friends with the same people, aren't you? The no. Food.
1: I wasn't anyway, and I know loads of people wasn't. You, because you then, so in first year, you meet a lot of people in either your college or university where you live, and then you move. So you yeah, stay, sure. stay friends with eight of them, and then you build society. So there's a whole new year of freshers, and you, if you mm. do sports teams, if you do clubs, you, that's a whole new year. But even team. so, th-
0: those relationships are lasting longer than two minute exchanges with customers behind a tip. So
1: you're saying you develop more because of customers than team members?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Because. It's it's talking to people that you have no reason to talk to. So talking to strangers is just awkward. Did you have any deeper relationships? What, with my colleagues. Yeah. Yeah, I became good friends with the people there, more so than in my current workplace because I have no reason to are talk still, to people. Are you still friends with them now? Uh, no. Okay. No. I but.
1: Is that you or them? Um, maybe
0: both. Yeah, you know, I think a, a couple of them like went away to university for a start. The, the, the way it is in the supermarket, there's a high turnover of, of staff, right? People don't stick around. So people just move on with their lives, really. And that's kind of what you'll tend to do.
1: Mm. So a cliche is actually, university is great for me meeting friends.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. More,
1: and I, th- I, I think it, you struggle with that in jobs. I think people do.
0: Well, you've never had one. You've never had a career. You've done part-time yeah, work. yeah, yeah, yeah but you, you've never Can you had not a extrapolate?
1: full-time job. Can you extrapolate
0: a part-time? Because um, well, like, A lot of people do make friends at work. That's that's how all adults like make friends.
1: They're friends with people they
0: work with. They're not friends with people from school.
1: When I talk to a lot of people in their in their 20s, the biggest, quest, biggest growing people have to me is they really struggle to make friends at work because they're not yeah. similar
0: mm-hmm. to um, them. I think there's a couple of reasons for that. One is generally people have tended towards being less sociable these days. Yeah. A lot of that social media, but young people are way less social than they used to be. People don't just go out to a bar and talk to strangers anymore. No. You pretty much can't like, unless you know Uh, Unless university. Sure. But again, like hanging on to friendships throughout your whole life, the people you met in school, I don't even think that's a healthy thing to do because you want to move on and progress as a person. And to enable you to do that, you can't spend your time around the same people at uh, 25 as you did when you were 16.
1: Can they not? Can they not progress? Can you not progress? Yeah, like, but I think you go off in different directions because your lives go down different paths. But I think your friendship, say, say you went down what's a completely different path to what I'm doing. Say you went down prostitution. I would still be friends with you because our friendship is deeper than just we're coinciding. Yeah, but I, I think that your experiences shape you as a person.
0: And change you as a person, and ultimately, if I ended up doing something vastly different to what you do, then you know we go down to different paths. But we have a very close friendship as well; like we're yeah. very good friends. Yeah. Whereas someone who I'm just friends with, you know, like someone that I see every now and then, is maybe in my friendship group in school, yeah. uh, you're much less likely to spend as much time with them. Yeah, that I agree. You're not going to maintain the friendship as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: and I, I like, that's why I'm a strong advocate of a few really good friends and lots of people you see often um yeah sure either or yeah what's
0: the solution to the problem of too many people going to university though
1: i think the signal they should do is government gives university funding based on research often so every lecturer 90 percent of them are researchers as well okay does that make sense yeah. So whilst they're, when they're not teaching, they're researching them. Yeah, sure, yeah. No, I understand. So I'm saying if their they're, if they're researchers slash lecturers mm-hmm. don't provide enough or great enough research, which they probably won't, then actually the government will stop funding them. So eventually they will stop, to, stop existing. So people can't go to that university. Yeah, but they, they don't rely on funding from the government as much as they do, well, no, maybe
0: as much as they do tuition fees. But tuition fees make up a much bigger part of a university's income than
1: research grants. Google I, that if
0: you want, but I'm pretty
1: sure. Do you reckon? Okay, so it's 44% is from tuition fees. Mm-hmm. 26% is from the UK government giving them money for teaching and researching. Okay. But is still quite a lot, isn't it? Sure. But but yeah, that surprised me that tuition fees, and maybe it's because it's nine grand so, now. So wait, so what, are, you, are you saying that
0: universities that don't do as well with the money the government gives them should get less. Yeah. Okay. That seems to be simple. Is that not the case? No. Does the government give as much to the London Met as it does to Oxford? Yeah. Hmm. Why? <laughs>
1: That's what I don't know. That seems daft. Okay. Uh, but, but then Oxford will get more private investment. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. Because it's Oxford. Yeah, exactly. Um... And I'm saying you should, cha- as a government, you should, they should change how they give the money. Mm. And that should then hopefully filter more students towards the better universities. I know it's not a great solution. Do you think it would
0: have a significant enough impact? I don't,
1: I don't know. You'd have to simulate. And I don't know. This is all guessing because it's very hard to change the system. I don't know system. if that would, reduce, would that reduce the number of people going to university.
0: I think it would only reduce the quality of their you experience. Do?
1: Potentially. Because you're,
0: you're, you're, not, you're not providing any deterrent for people going to university but you are providing, well, you're a worse service. Unless that would act as a deterrent, but I don't think it would significantly. Okay, thanks for listening to part one of this discussion. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, uh, feel free to share it with somebody. You can follow us on Instagram at experience.points and check out part two, which should be up right now.